I just feel good all the way around. And in that first month, there was so much unknown. So, so I would say, you know, just that nice, big, warm security blanket, knowing that Oakley's got more work than they've got drivers, and I'm out here, you know, running these loads. I don't have to worry. My wife and kids don't have to worry. Welcome to the Oakley Podcast, Trucking, Business, and Family. This show is brought to you by Oakley Trucking, headquartered in North Little Rock, Arkansas. The purpose of this podcast is to communicate with Oakley owner-operators and their families by giving them up-to-date information concerning Oakley Trucking and the trucking industry. From business advice to safety updates to success stories. Also to give an insight to outside truck drivers that might be interested in joining the Oakley family. Hi, this is Jeremy Kellett, Director of Recruiting here at Oakley Trucking, and I'm your host for this podcast. This is the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. This is episode 133, so on today's episode, i got a real special one for you. We sit down with Mr. Jay Deering from Amity, Arkansas. He's an owner-operator here at Oakley Trucking, and we're just going to hear his story. He started back with us in May of this year, and... We want to talk to him how he got into becoming an owner-operator because Jay tells me he went at it backwards, whatever that means. And we're going to visit with him on that. Also, he uh, he just traded trucks, and we're going to talk about the truck that he purchased. It's got a little story behind it. So some good stuff coming up with Jay. But first, before we do that, let's give you an Oakley update sponsored by Aero Truck Sales. Let's listen to one of Oakley's owner-operator experience with Aero Truck Sales. Called Kenworth off of 440, called Peterbilt, called Freightliner. None of them wanted to work with me. So uh, Jeremy Kellett uh, got me in, got me over to Trey, Trey Visor. Me and him had a conversation. He sent me to uh, Keith Wilson and never looked back from that point. I was upside down 29000 and change. They paid off all but $5,000 of my loan on a blown truck. That right there said a lot to me. You know, they were willing to step outside of their comfort zone to get my deal done. I never felt like a customer. It was more like a family feeling. Um, he took care of every every aspect of the deal. He was completely transparent. There was no hidden, no hidden nothing. So if you're in the market for a used truck, you owe it to yourself to call Keith Wilson at Arrow Truck Sales in Springfield, Missouri. Tell him you heard it on the Oakley Podcast. So on today's Oakley update, I want to discuss the rider policy. I don't think we've ever discussed this on the Oakley update and I had to bring in Dustin Barnett to help me clarify a few things from the safety department. And, you know, because we want to be, all I want to do is make sure you know how that we, first of all, that we do have a rider policy here at Oakley. And I want you people to understand how to sign up for it. If you got somebody that you want to ride with you. So Dustin, you want to give us the particulars on how the rider policy works? Yes, sir. Yeah. So if anyone wants to ride with you, we, there's only one passenger allowed in the vehicle at a time. Okay. As long as that parameter is met and they're at least seven years old, then all you'll need to do is fill out a rider policy. You submit it to the safety department. We can make sure all the correct boxes are checked and the information provided is accurate. We'll sign off on it. And then as soon as you receive the signed copy back, then the policy is effective immediately. 
A few things to note. The easiest way to go through the and receive it and fill it out on your end is going to be through DocuSign. You know, nine times out of 10, that's the preferred method, but we can send you a PDF copy if you need it to print out and fill out with the wet ink signature. You so can, I don't have to hunt for a fax machine? No, sir. No, yeah. not anymore. You can uh, just do it right through DocuSign email. So I just need to call the safety department and say, hey, I've got somebody going to ride with me this week, this month, whatever. And you will send them through their email, the electronic papers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be through your email and it'll come in two separate emails. The first one's going to be the owner operator's information specifically. And then the second email is the pastor's information and signature. But there's directions on the first one that kind of itemize out how to fill out the two forms. And if you have any questions while you're filling it out, just feel free to call us and we'll make sure that we can get through it. The, how about the pay? What does it cost and how does that work? So the pay is $11 a month and it is per calendar month. So that doesn't matter if that rider was in there for one day that month or, you know, all 30, 31 days. And how that works is at the bottom of the second page, it has a start date and end date that rider is going to be in, in your CMV. So if you do, you know, start date today, the 16th, and then you do an end date as open, then what accounting will do and what we'll do, we'll just process that as $11 a month for that passenger and they can come and go as they please. So, you know, a lot of husband and wives prefer that just because, you know, the wife is, has some time off from work or maybe they get in and out pretty frequent over the course of the year. Then that way they don't have to worry about filling out a new form each time that he or she wants to ride with. It. That's kind of convenient, but if there is just a short trip, you know, being Christmas break coming up, there's a lot of kids that have the week off and we're already receiving a lot of those calls this week. You can just do a, you know, a start date and then an end date when they are planning to leave and then it'll only be charged for that period. Okay. So simple enough. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Anything else to add to that? Pretty good. Uh, no, I don't think so. If y'all have any questions, just feel free to call and ask for safety and we'll just make sure to get y'all. Main thing to remember is don't forget it. Yes. Don't get somebody in your truck and then have an accident and then we find out. Yeah. Because there's. Yeah, there's a lot of problems that can arise from that, but there's coverage in place for, you know, you never want to think that anything's going to happen and injury's going to occur, but it does cover accidental death and then also accidental on medical too. So it's very important. So it is an insurance. It is an insurance. Awesome. Yes. Thank you much, Dustin Barnett. And that is the Oakley Update, sponsored by Aero Truck Sales. Now we're going to sit down with Mr. Jay Deering and hear his story. Jay Deering. Jay, what's going on? You doing all right? I'm doing pretty good today, man. Getting this new truck all set up, and I like it. I'm about ready to take her down the road and see how she pulls the load. I appreciate you coming in here and doing this with me. Kind of spur of the moment here and trading trucks and trapped you up in here so we could talk a little bit about it. First, let the listeners know where you from, when your family and hobbies. I live in Amity, Arkansas, which is right down by Glenwood, Hot Springs area. You know, I got a a wife and two daughters that uh, just think that their daddy's a hero because I'm a truck driver, so I'm all, right, I'm all right with that. And, you know, we're big campers. And we like to, we got a new camper a couple of years ago. So it comes time to go camping. You know, the wife's on the phone with me, like, you better be home this weekend or. Yeah. <laughs> Where y'all like to go camping at? 
well, my wife wants to, you know, she wants to go everywhere, but uh, around here, uh, probably Lake Greeson over in Kirby, Arkansas is our favorite place. We live right next to Lake DeGray. So, you know, sometimes we'll hit the sites around there, but Greeson's probably our favorite spot. Camping is fun stuff, man. Fun time. Man, it's quality time. And when you're a truck driver and you're gone all week, you know, you want that quality time when every chance you get. So I'm curious about how you became an owner-operator. We talked just briefly about that earlier, and I was kind of stopping you because I want to hear this for the first time. <laughs> you told me you went at it backwards. What does that mean? Well, I tell everybody who asks me, how did I, or how did you get in the, in the truck driving? And I tell them, I'm the wrong person to ask. I did everything wrong, you know? As far as these guys out on the road that are giving advice, and then they hear me give advice, they're like, man, that, you're lucky, you know? <laughs> but basically, I took my life savings and bought a truck and a trailer and didn't even have a CDL. So, you know, that's the first chance that I took. It was the first mistake. Right, right. Yeah. What made you do that? I knew what I wanted to do. I had a background, and I got a degree in from Arkansas Tech in business, and I tried that, and I didn't enjoy it a whole lot. And my father-in-law was owner-operator, and my grandpa, you know, he's, he drove since the 50s, mm. and he drove until two, year, two years before he passed away. You know, I've been around trucking, and I knew I was interested in it, so I just went for it. You know, basically, I took that truck and trailer, and with what little bit of money I had left, went and bought the stuff I needed to buy to, you know, get my CDL and take that skills test. And when I got that CDL handed to me across the counter, I thought, all right, it's time to go to work. You know, I was an independent. I knew I didn't want to work for a company right? as a company driver, which is why I bought my own equipment. So and you didn't go to CDL school or anything? No. You just went and took the test? and Right. And they gave it to you, got a CDL that way, and then you just went out, already had a truck and trailer, and now you got to figure out how to make money with it. Right. And I had three weeks waiting period for my authority to go through. You know, you they, you get your DOT number and, and all that stuff within, you know, half an hour after applying for it, but you have a waiting period for it to go through. So for three weeks, I was out working, trying to find work, you know, something to make money because I, I just spent everything. And, you know, all these... All these guys out on the road that you talk to or on social media or something, you know, they're telling you, save your money. Don't do anything until you have at least, you know, $20,000 after you purchase everything and this, that, and another. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I hope this truck runs good because I ain't got nothing to fix it. So that's, that's why I tell everybody I, I did everything the wrong way, yeah. you know. But you so, survived it, it sounds like. I did. I had some good contacts. When I was in the business world, I worked in procurement management, you know, purchasing and supply chain. So I knew a lot of people that were shipping stuff. And there's a guy here in Little Rock that I called and I said, hey, I'm getting ready to do this. You know, can you help me out? And he said, you just let me know when you're ready. So uh, he was my first contact. Right. And then over, as time went, I built more contacts. And and then I, you know, as an independent, you have to learn things, you know, like, well, 
if I go out west, I'm not going to be able to get back this way, you know, real easy. So it's just a big learning process, but I weathered the storm. Was that with a dry van? Flatbed. Flatbed. Okay. Yeah, 48 footer spread axle. And that was another thing, you know, I didn't know anything about pulling that spread axle. You got a 10 foot spread axle. You better know how to get that thing back. Or you're going to tear it up and cost yourself some money. Yeah. And so that was something, just another learning curve. I was out there learning how, how to, you know, make money and also how to keep my equipment one piece. Well, you just had to self-teach yourself to do that, I guess, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I mean, it was just figure it out. My grandpa being old school the way he was, that's what he always told me. He said, listen, if you're an owner-operator, you ain't going to be nobody out there holding your hand telling you what to do. He said, you just got to figure it out sometimes. And that was kind of my motto for that first 12 months, 24 months, you know. So you did that for two years? Uh, from 2018 until this year till I come to Oakley. So this is my first lease. I talked to a lot of different companies. I was talking to Oakley, but I was also talking to a handful of other people. Right. And my educated guess or my educated assumption, you know, it said Oakley's the best place to go. And why is that? Well, you know, as owner-operator, first thing you want to know about is money. Yeah. You know, when I'm talking to guys out on the road, that's, you know, they don't say, hey, how is it working with those guys at Oakley? No, they don't, you know, that's not the first thing on their mind. The first thing they want to know is how much money are you making at Oakley? Yeah. So that's what I wanted to know. And hands down, you know, as I'm discussing this with my wife, I said, there's nobody out there that I can make the same amount of money as I could with Oakley. They've got the most promise right and Corey was my recruiter and such a nice guy and a straight shooter i can honestly say through the recruiting process once i got here you know everything was everything he told me was true you know i wasn't surprised or taken aback by anything which was a relief to me because I'm a first-time lease operator and that that matched up with what the drivers were telling you too i guess yeah I was flatbedding, so, you know, Oakley does a lot of roofing granules, yeah. and I was hauling a lot of shingles, and my dispatcher, you know, after being here for a couple of weeks, you know, really kind of expressed his, how happy he was that, man, you've been in every shingle plant in the country, you always know where you're going, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I flatbedded, you, you know, so I'd be at these, you know, where there is, you know, is whoever, whatever plant and wherever I'm at, there'll be an Oakley truck there. And I'd get parked over there in the staging area and I'd just back in right next to an Oakley guy. And I'd hop out of my truck and we'd sit there and talk, you know, until it was one of our turns to go. Yeah. And asked a lot of questions. And, man, these drivers were honest too, you know. And, you know, even the negatives, you know, I don't care where you work, who you work for, nobody's perfect no company is perfect they share that you know you might you know well this is you know doing having to wait you know with a hopper bottom that's not the most fun thing in the world and you don't always have to do it you know i think i waited less than a person you know normally you can get there and pull right in but sometimes you got to wait right and uh, that wasn't fun 
But they were honest with me about that. And they're like, it's going to happen. It, yeah. It's not a matter of if, it's when. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. And you're going to have some negative with every job. So, so you've made this journey. You, you went and bought your own truck and trailer. <laughs> then you got a CDL. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you, you, you had a contact and you made some other contacts and did it for yourself for a couple of years with your own authority. And then you made the jump to Oakley. Uh, and you did that back in May. Mm -hmm. And now you've already upgraded trucks. So before I, I want you to tell us about your truck, let's take a quick break and hear from Lube Zone. You know, you've been hearing me talk about Lube Zone for a couple of years now. Well, now it's time you hear from one of our owner operators. Listen to Mike Durbin talk about his experience with Lube Zone. The price is great. The service is great. From the time when I pulled in the door to the time I pulled out was less than an hour. Best I've ever had as far as an owner operator had my oil change. Checked the oil. They showed me the oil. They get all the portion on the wrenches. Showed me my rear end oil uh, on the paper, and uh, they did the job. You know, it was just it was very nice to go somewhere, get what you wanted done, and and go. And I was very pleased with it. And like I said, very satisfied. I will go out of my way from now on to go there. Check out LubeZone.com for all their services and all their locations, and tell them you heard it on the Oakley podcast. So, you upgraded trucks now. I know you was telling me a while ago that some of the new hire, new guys were standing around that thing just gawking at it. Yeah. So tell us about your truck that you just traded for. Man, it's a it's a 2020 International Lone Star. Uh, was not the truck I was looking for, but I, I fell in love with it as soon as I saw it. You know, I, was, I had my heart set on a Peterbilt 389. Or a KW, everybody does. You know, if you're trucking, you see them trucks that, you know, you're like, man, you know, that's what I want. Yeah. And I come across this International Lone Star that was built exactly like I wanted. I, and I had help with Aero Truck Sales. You know, they were, you know, searching for trucks and kind of helping me with that too. And I'm watching their inventory. And Keith called me one day and he said, man, you know, well, I actually called him. And he told me about this international that he just got. I said, well, send me some pictures. He said, well, we just got it in. It ain't even been detailed. I said, good. I can see how it looks when it's working. You know? okay. And he sent me some pictures. I was, I don't like a white truck. And this one's white and maroon. You know, it's got a maroon inlay on it. And that, he said, well, it's got maroon on it. And I said, well, just let me see some pictures. And when he sent it to me, I was like, that's a truck. You know, his thing was, it's got everything you asked for. You know, it's got. Which the, is? I wanted, uh, you know. The build of the truck to me is the reliability of the truck. So, you know, I wanted the the fourteen thousand pound front axle. The most important thing was uh, the engine. I wanted that big Cummins performance engine. Wanted an eighteen speed transmission, and I wanted a good set of gears in the back. You know, three fifty fives or as close as I could to it. You know, I'd rather drive a truck built to haul a load then buy a truck that's for fuel efficient and every truck driver is different some of the guys it's all about you know saving every penny on fuel to me when i come to a hill i want to be able to pull that hill so you know that, that's kind of how i guess old-fashioned everybody's you know? different yeah that's all right yeah you know and so keith told me he said man it's got everything you wanted everything you asked for so 
I, I said, well, let's get the paperwork started on it. You know? But I want to see it cleaned up and make sure it's nice before I got it. And seeing the pictures and then seeing it in person gave it no justice. When I got to up there to Arrow to pick it up, I was just, wow. Really? Yeah. And even the guys in the shop up there, they're like, are you the one who bought that Lone Star? I said, yeah. And they're like, and that's a nice truck. And I said, really? And they're like, I said, I'm glad you've seen it because I haven't. I've just seen pictures. Oh. So it was good hearing that before I saw it. But when they had a few recalls, had a couple campaigns on it. So they sent it out and got that taken care of. So when I got there, they was on the way with the truck back from International. And they rolled through real slow with it right past me. And I was like, let's get out of this thing. (laughs) You know, the first thing, when you told me that it was a 20 Lone Star, red flags went off in my brain, in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know why. Right. The weight. So there's no telling how many people we've rejected because of Lone Stars being heavy. And you told me that your truck weighed what? To be exact, 19,880 with half tank. And that's about 100 gallons. And that's uh, surprising. Mm-hmm. And a Lone Star, International Lone Star, because most of them we see are heavy. I was just talking to a guy the other day on the phone about his. He was wanting to buy a brand new one, but the dry weight was 19. I'm like, you know, how did you find it? What's light about it? Do you know? Well, you know, it don't have a whole lot of extra stuff on it. It's got one step on the side. It don't have, you know, 150-gallon tanks. It's got 100-gallon tank. Okay. There's no headache rack on it. It's got that big bull rack on the front of it, which scared me. But I, I told him, I said, I can't do anything until you get me a weight on this thing. You know, I got to make sure I can use this truck at Oakley. That's the first thing you thought too. When yeah. Because I, yeah. you know, I know that Lone Stars are notorious for being heavy. Yeah. So, and he already had it. He said, man, I got it right in front of me. It's 19.6. And I was like, okay, well, when I got here, maybe it was my weight, you know, in the truck that made it 19.880, but I don't weigh 280 pounds (laughs) and there was a difference there but i was still under 20 which made me happy so it's very yeah unexpected when it comes to those long stars right so you're getting you're swapping from hopper to an end up now getting a wet kit put on today yeah they're getting the wet kit put on and getting all the what made you want to do that (laughs) well i'm going from a a modest payment to you know to a pretty large payment now a lower payment than I was planning on still, but, uh, you know, it make a little more money. I needed to make the extra money to, uh, to justify making a bigger payment. Gotcha. So, uh, and you know, my wife is the whole, one of the big things about coming to Oakley was, you know, for my wife, but you know, you can be home more, you know, running your own authority. You know, you got to get out there and work hard to cover all that overhead. Yeah. So, and, you know, that was taking time away from the family. It was something that we wasn't real used to at first because, you know, I was in the business world. So I said, you know, I'm going to go to Oakley. They say that they can get me home on the weekends. And Oakley's always got me home when I asked to. So, So, which brings up my next last point was, so you've been at Oakley six months. Give our listeners a description of that six months. I could maybe the first month compared to the last month 
and the difference. Man. The learning curve. Honestly, I'd say the my first month here, I tell everybody as an independent, it's just you and your truck. There's nobody out there to blame. There's nobody out there helping you out, you know. And I had to learn a system. I know when I met my dispatch during orientation, my dispatcher, I told him, I said, man, you're going to have to be patient with me because I've never had a system to learn. You know, I don't know anything about making check calls. I don't know anything. You know, what if my truck breaks? I don't know what to do. And that happened, you know, not long. I was like three weeks, you know, I threw a fan belt and I've got a load on it. What do I do? You know, and, uh, and you know, my dispatcher worked me through it and I learned it through him. So, you know, that first month I'd say, you know, that was the, it was getting used to the system that's in place, never having to do that before. And my, you know, currently, you know, I know when I hit the road that when I drop that load, I'm confident in my driving. I'm confident with where I'm going. I know that when I dump that trailer, I've already got another load waiting on me. I just feel good all the way around. And in that first month, there was so much unknown. So, so I would say, you know, just that nice, big, warm security blanket, knowing that Oakley's got more work than they've got drivers, and I'm out here. You know, running these loads, I don't have to worry. My wife and kids don't have to worry. How does your wife like you working here? My wife enjoys Oakley for the simple fact that if I call in on Monday morning and say, hey, I'm getting ready to dump this load out, give me the next one. Oh, and by the way, you know, I need the weekend off. We got some stuff going on. There's no questions asked. You know, dispatch ain't like, well, you didn't let us know two weeks ahead. You know, nothing like that. They're like, all right, man, we'll have you. We'll make sure that you're home. No fighting it. No arguing about it. Right. You know, so that's what she likes about it. They're, you know, which, you know, she doesn't have experience with other companies, but her dad being an owner operator, you know, you know, sometimes he was out, you know, when he didn't want to be. So. So she's been in it long. She's been associated with it a long time. I married a truck driver's daughter. <laughs> She's very understanding. We've been married over 13 years now, and people are like, how do you make it last as a truck driver? You know, how's it not affected your marriage? Like, well, I married a truck driver's daughter. Yeah. You ought to go do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can find one. That's, That's right. been the hard part, Jay. You can find one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we've been, we've had a, a, a great run. You know, I'm very happily married. And I don't make any decisions without her and I always get her opinion. So, you know, she was part of this decision process of coming to Oakley as well. You know? Yeah. Right. That and the truck. And mm-hmm. well, you got a good partnership there. I mean, a good marriage that y'all make good decisions together. That's what you're supposed to do. I so, agree. hundred percent. Yeah, That's the way it's supposed to be. Man, I appreciate all that info. Anything else you'd like to add? I just, if we got time, just yeah. a funny story about, you know, this truck that I just yeah. got. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, that and your TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So so I'm on TikTok. I got, I don't know, 40,000 followers or so on there. And I, Well, tell them what it is. Hmm. They, well, it's basically, I try how to. How they find it. It's a toy underscore trucker. And basically, uh, my content is about, you know, just the life of a truck driver. And I, throughout that, people have seen, you know, that I'm working for Oakley and things like that 
and it's been a, a great process for me because a lot of people are asking me, you know, how's things going here? What are you doing now? Where are you at? Blah, blah, blah. So through my TikTok, I've made friends with this guy. Uh, we've been friends about three years. Uh, don't, he don't own the company, but he's part of a company out here in Amarillo, Texas. Oh, they, they're running reefers and hauling some cattle, but the, they collect trucks, you know, big semi trucks. I think they got like a 50 model Peterbilt, and then there's like a 60s in there and a 70s. And, and of course, they keep them all in a shop. They're not out running loads, but, you know, really nice, gorgeous truck. So when I picked up this International, I get, jump on my TikTok, you know, and I make a TikTok. Hey, look what I'm bringing home, you know, this, that, and another. And then I drive home. I get home, and I have a message from this guy. And he's like, hey, you need to call me. You just bought my old truck. Uh-uh. I was like, man, no way. Are you serious? And he's like, that's my old truck. He said, you call me. I'll get you all the maintenance records on it, tell you anything you want to know about it. Isn't that something? Yeah. So uh, that was pretty neat. It's a big world, you know, but it's a small world. Yeah. So. Well, that was nice <laughs> that he reached out to you. Yeah. And I mean, just for you having TikTok, you, uh, you find out where that truck came from and get all the infra scoop on it, didn't you? All the history. Of right. It. Yeah. And, you know, anytime you buy a truck, you want to know everything about it. Right. But, you know, Arrow gave me the best information that they could, you know. They let me know it was an individual's truck and things like that. So that was, you know, that, now that's good stuff. You know, when you're buying a truck, when you can get good information like that, you know, it makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. Well, check OJ out on TikTok. So, okay, Miles got a question. Hey, guys, this is Miles. I'm s sitting at the end of the table while yeah. we're recording. No video for Miles yet. How did you get? How long have you been on TikTok and how did you get started wanting well, to do something like that? Man, it was, it was in the middle of COVID season. And at that time, you know, I was actually paying attention to TikTok because my oldest daughter wanted to download it. I won't let me see what this is about. Anyways, I just made a video real quick of my truck and trailer and telling about it and stuff. And, you know, you know to me, it was boring. And... Woke up the next morning, my wife was like, man, that video really blew up. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she I think you got like 177,000 views on there and like 17,000 followers or something like that. I was like, no way. And I just started going through it and, and sure enough, they were liked it. And it seemed like at that time, truck drivers were kind of heroes to the nation during COVID. And it really, you know, took off as far as what they call trucker TikTok, you know. It took off and I just happened to be one of the first to do it. There's a couple other, you know, big creators on there that was doing it, but I just gave it a shot, you know, and just to trying it out. And I, by chance, here I am, you know. And it, it's been a it, it's been a trip. I haven't had it happen with Oakley luckily, but when I was running flatbed, I'd have people follow me into plants. And things like that, you know, they recognize my truck and they just follow me in the, to, to my delivery. So you're a micro celebrity. Well, <laughs> yeah. Just I guess want so. to talk to you. Huh? Right. You know, a lot of times I'll be at a, you know, at a fuel bay pumping fuel and somebody will want to, you know, talk or 
There's been a couple times people wanted pictures and stuff like that. And I'm like, guys, I'm driving a truck down the road, okay? I'm, uh, I'm shifting gears. I got highway and horizon in front of me just like you, you know? That's good. But some guys, to people, and TikTok's put that platform out there, you know, where a lot of people have rose to fame, you know, independently. So I don't want that to happen. I like being a truck driver too much, but <laughs> it's fun. Well, that is. That's good. That's uh... You know, just amazing what uh, what freedom we have in this country that you can do that and yeah, and be a be a celebrity. Yeah, well, I guess so. It's yeah. a good story though, Jay. I mean, you go from a college degree to buying a truck and then getting a CDL. Yeah, doing it all on your own, and because it's obviously you got it's obvious you got the brains, you know, to do it, and then and a strong marriage to do it, and you got. I mean, it's all come together now. And you're at Oakley, been here six months, and a great story about a new truck, awesome truck, and I hope you keep doing those TikToks and uh, keep keep it keep the positivity going in trucking that that uh, you have because I can tell just by talking to you, you know, you love being a truck driver. I do, I do. You know, I never knew that was in me. To be honest, it's always something I was interested. In. I don't know. The first time you get behind that wheel and going down the interstate. It's just so contagious, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but I appreciate you guys having me on here. And I, yeah. Know, I'm glad that I found a company that can support me the way that I need them to, and I'm glad that I found a company that I can buy such a nice truck yeah. with because you guys treat me right. Well, we're glad to have you, man, and we appreciate all our listeners out there too. You guys are awesome and tuning in with us every week and leaving us comments and Man, we really appreciate all that you do. If you ever got questions about Oakley Trucking, be sure and let us know up here, and we'll we even hook you up with the uh, TikTok man here, <laughs> JD. Check him out on TikTok. Miles put his info up there for sure, so you guys know how to get in touch with him. And as always, we appreciate our Oakley family, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oakley Podcast, Trucking Business and Family. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate or review the show in the podcast platform of your choice and share it with a friend. We love hearing from our audience, so if you've got a question, comment, or just want to say hello, head over to our website, theoakleypodcast.com, and click the Leave a Comment button. We'll get you a response soon and may even share some of the best ones here on the show. We'll be back with a fresh episode very soon. Thanks for listening.